Welcome to another episode of Soul Searcher with Natalie Brown. This is your journey to spiritual enlightenment and soul alignment and I'm so excited to share more of my wisdom, more of my love and to lead and serve with love and to be able to help you create the life that you absolutely love. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Soul Searcher. Today I'm joined by Audrian McKeon and she is my special guest today. Thank you for being here once again. You were on my spirit talks as well, and I absolutely loved our conversation. So I'll tell you a little bit more about Audrey and what she does, and then she will go and tell you more about her work and her life story as well. She is a best-selling author, productivity coach, and a muse. She specializes in cyclical creative living, helping people, especially authorpreneurs and other heart-led thought leaders realign to their natural creative cycles to innovate and create with ease and enjoyment mm, i love that so welcome please tell us where you're from first of all so the audience knows where you're from and tell us more about your work how did you come to do this spe- specific work that's such a great question it's been a journey absolutely first of all i am here in beautiful issaquah washington which is a suburb of seattle uh, it is a classic Pacific Northwest here. I'm on the side of a mountain, and right now I'm looking out at the, at the leaves, which are starting to turn and fall, which is really beautiful. So um, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about productivity coach, because I've actually changed that to processivity coach. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> yes, I'm, I, I call myself the prophetess of processivity, because I really want people to re-embrace the idea that it's not all about product, that the process is often your product. And what you get out of a thing isn't necessarily what comes out at the end, but how you experience and feel the entire process. And so a lot of what I do is realign people to their natural creative process, which I call the doer cycle. So that's dreaming, organizing, executing, and revising. And it's a very simple four-part cycle, which is the same thing that you see in the seasons. It's the same thing you see in the lunar cycle. It's just what nature does to create. And it's what we do to create too, because guess what? We're part of nature. (laughs) surprise you're natural and so I really I feel like we as a society and as individuals have very much gotten disconnected from from nature from the natural way of doing things we've gotten disconnected within ourselves we've gotten disconnected from our communities we've gotten disconnected from the earth and there's a lot of different reasons for that of course but the the bottom line is that it ha- that that reconnection has to start with an intention, the intention to reconnect. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is, first of all, I show people just how easy and simple it can be to actually realign to those natural processes and, and start to use them in a kind of biomimicry way of just watching what nature does and then doing what nature does ourselves. And again, it all comes down to process. When you show up in the process with that intention of, I want to enjoy this process, it changes everything. I often say that we're a lot like kids in a bumper car ride. Have you ever done bumper cars? 
you know? And what happens is, you know, you get hit that first time and it's like your hands are in the air and you're screaming and you're yelling and you're laughing and, you know, like you're all over the place from there on out. And you forget that there's a wheel in front of you. You forget that you can actually turn that wheel and decide like which direction to go next because you keep being like, hey, I just got bumped again. Oh, look at that. I got bumped again. Mm. And so, you know, setting a goal is when you take that wheel and you decide, okay, I'm going to go in this direction now. But setting an intention is deciding that it's going to be fun. Bumper cars is supposed to be fun. So yeah, I am going to get hit sometimes. And yeah, that is going to take me a little bit off course, but that's okay because it's all part of the process. And if the process is enjoyable, then I'm getting something out of it immediately. So it doesn't matter as much what that ultimate product ends up being because the product is that process and is that enjoyment of the process. Mm. Wow. Yes, absolutely. And this is the thing, enjoyment, enjoying life, the process of life, right? Which we have forgotten. We've forgotten. We're so um, in the moment of our struggle and our pain and what is not happening for us and what's not, you know, um, what's not feeling good that we actually forget that we can have fun Absolutely along do. the way you know we can yeah. ride this roller coaster called life we can make the changes that we want um, we can have our hands up in the air like you say and scream like crazy as we're going through this ride called life but it is so important that we find the joy in the moments in between those moments where we find the stillness and go actually you know what i'm grateful for what i've experienced and what i'm experiencing because life happens for us and because we are creating life, not it doesn't happen to us. And it's so beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. So what can I show you something? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) So this is the first book that I ever wrote. I don't know if you can see that subtitle. Life happens for you, not to you. Life happens to you, not for you. (laughs) There we go. Thank you for that confirmation. Mm. Absolutely. So, I mean, this wall back here, I, I have this here to kind of, you know, prop up my authority. But the thing is, all of this represents a process, right? Every one of these products came from a process. And that process was joyful and painful and wonderful in all of the ways. Mm. It was, there was growth and there was challenge and there was leaning into discomfort. And there was also these beautiful moments of, ah, just release of delight, of inspiration, of insight. And it is those moments that make it all worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I really insist upon, so I have this little chart here, which is my kind of breakdown of the doer cycle even further into energetic the energetic uh, phases of the creative process. And the one that we often forget is celebrate Mm. this one right here. And it is in so many ways, the key, it's the key to innovation, especially, (laughs) but it's the key to the whole cycle in so many ways that if we can't take the time to just look back and see how far we've come and celebrate what is right now, then how can we ever enjoy that process? 
because there's always a process. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, when I, when I went through the, um, the launch process for release your masterpiece, this was this, you know, I had this huge launch planned and, you know, everything was all, all, all my ducks were in a row. And then, uh, you know, COVID was not done (laughs) as I had expected it to be at that time. And I realized that my plan for doing, you know, a West coast tour, uh, was just not going to happen was just not going to happen. And so I had to redo everything. And I did an online launch that was kind of a fizzle and it was really disappointing. But at the same time, because I had had such a wonderful experience just writing this book, it felt a little anticlimactic, but it also felt sort of like, well, okay, that wasn't the point of this. You know, it wasn't all about the launch. It was about birthing this book and getting it out into the world. And so one of the things I really recommend, if any of you out there are struggling right now, and I know a lot of us, a lot of us are struggling right now to feel connected to your creativity. I challenge, I I champion you. I don't challenge you. I champion you to find some small victory to celebrate around your creativity. Did you create a a meal for your family that you're proud of? Did uh, Did you put together an outfit for Halloween that was pretty cool? Did you, did you put on makeup today that looks pretty nice? You know, whatever that small victory is, take the time to really celebrate that because it's all in the process. It's those little teeny details that make up your creativity. Yeah. And sometimes just getting out of bed in the morning, you know, (laughs) that's one of those um, things like getting up earlier in the day. um, I'm not, I used to be, I used to get up four o'clock in the morning and I used to go to work and, you know, that was when I was younger, but I find that I can't do that anymore. So I wake up about six o'clock and then I'll get up and I'll go downstairs and do meditation or I'll start writing more of my chapters or whatever, or download or channel. And I feel that just getting out of bed sometime is like, you know, that, okay, one, two, three, I'm getting out of bed. I'm, I'm getting my day going. That creative process of actually coming into your day, acknowledging, setting the intention that, okay, today is another day to create. Today is another day to bring in whatever I want to create in my life and have those relationships, have make the decisions, the choices that will help me to move through my life in a different way than what I am currently experiencing or perhaps experiencing life at a deeper level as such as mm. well. You know, looking well, at the beauty outside of you. Mm. And Natalie, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head there. You, it's so important to have rituals. It's so important to have these little loops. Um, it's all loops within loops. That's, that's the whole system. That's the whole process. It's these little loops within loops. Everything is fractal. That's nature, right? It's the same all the way up and all the way down. And so when we create these enjoyable rituals, enjoyable is so important there. You can't create a ritual that is not enjoyable and expect yourself to stick to it. It's just not going to happen. If you, if you want to wake up early in the morning, you have to give yourself a gift. You have to give yourself a reward for getting up early in the morning. Like I used to give myself the gift of a sunrise. 
right? That I would have a hot beverage and I would just sit outside and watch the sunrise. And that was the gift that I gave to myself of like, okay, you're up early enough. You get to enjoy this now, but you have to find those things, whatever it is that feeds you, that feels like true self-care. And I don't mean self-care, like, you know, the, the, the to-do list self-care of like, oh, and now I've got to add this as another thing to take care of, right? That I got to take care of myself and I got to buy this stuff to like, No, it needs to be something that genuinely feeds your soul and genuinely lights you up. And when you find that and you, and you do that for yourself, it's like, I always say, you know, a spoonful of sugar doesn't just help the medicine go down. It helps you show up for the next dose of medicine. (laughs) So when you, when you find that spoonful of sugar that really works for you, right. And sometimes you have to change it up. I'm a, I'm a variety person. If I do the same thing every time it gets stale really quickly and I don't want to show up for it anymore. So I have to have some kind of variety within that structure of the predictable ritual. There has to be a little bit of something new in there every time. And you know yourself best right? I, I can't, I, I wish I could, you know, create a custom tailor-made ritual for every human on the planet. Like that would be super fun. But the thing is that has to come from you and it, and it, and it will, it, it is a process too, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just that intent of showing up for that process and allowing it to evolve, mm-hmm. allowing it to evolve. You showed up for the process. Let's see what it's going to be today. Yeah, And this is why I love that, that four part structure, just because it gives me, it gives me a structure, but it's a little bit different every time. So I know that I'm showing up to something new every day. Yeah. And creative living is just that, right? It is going flowing with life instead of moving upstream, trying to stream or swim upstream all the time. And I, my clients always say to me, Nat, how do you fit in your rituals in your day, you know, with everything that you're doing, you know, um, the same with you, Audrian, you know, writing books, being an author, being a coach, being, you know, a woman of this world, how do we fit everything in? And I'm going, well, I try to fit these in a structured way. I used to schedule my rituals in my diary. That did not work for me at all because I'm not, I like you, I need variety in my life. I need that spark of excitement. I need flow. Yeah. And flow. <laughs> I need a little spontaneity, <laughs> a little bit of flow. Yes. And so it just doesn't work. You've got to find what works for you. Absolutely. And so you fit in your rituals, your creative living within your day so that you mm-hmm. can allow yourself to not feel overwhelmed by it, but actually enjoying it. It becomes part mm-hmm. of your life. You know, doing a meditation doing or being in meditation i don't even like calling it meditation because i feel like connection connecting with your higher self is such an essential part you are constantly Mm -hmm. in communion and communication with the divine and with the earth and just noticing as you're walking outside noticing the beauty of the leaves or the flowers and that is your meditation it doesn't have to be difficult it doesn't have to be hard right No, absolutely not. I, I had a wonderful interview a long time ago with this amazing uh, Buddhist nun called Hai Ra. And one thing she said to me that has never left me, and I've always carried this with me, is that your practice is anything that comes from that space of love and wanting to connect with the divine. Anything that comes from that space is your practice. 
And that really opened things up for me because I thought I was one of those people that just couldn't meditate because I have a really hard time with the whole mindfulness thing and like sitting still and, Mm -hmm. and I, but I do great when I can go for a walk in nature and when I can really connect in in a more moving meditation. Right. And so that opened things up for me. And now I'm, I'm finding that I'm actually uh, much more attracted to those other types of meditation than I was before, because now it doesn't feel like a should. Now it feels just like an option and a possibility. Yeah. So yes, anything can be your practice and meditation can be anything and exercise can be anything that moves your body and creativity can be anything that sparks that that innovative spirit within you that gets you you just open up to inspiration and 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 ideas you asked you know where do you fit that in your life well I think, you know, this goes back to the old adage of like, uh, well, you should meditate for 30 minutes a day, unless you're really busy, in which case you should do it for two hours. Uh, (laughs) There is this feeling of like, I I don't think I can afford not to build this into my life and into my habits. Um, When I don't, I definitely feel it. And it definitely uh, holds me back. But I will say I need a lot more openness. and flow in, in my routine. So yes, I use my calendar for a lot of things just to remind me like, Hey, now would be a good time to do this. But at the same time, what I often do is I just leave chunks of time, which I call my doer chunks. And it's just part of, you know, in my calendar, I have like a couple of hours set aside today to do what, wherever I'm at in my doer cycle. And only I know that right? I can kind of time it to the, to the lunar cycle, um, just to give me a a general framework, but I have to really check in with myself every time. Am I in dreaming space right now? Am I in organizing space? Am I in executing space? Am I in revising space? Only I know where my energy really wants to be flowing right now, but it, it takes away that constant question, that constant nagging question. What should I be doing right now? That used to drive me insane. As a, as a person who's a little bit ADHD <laughs> and always has a lot of different, pro, you know, a lot of different plates spinning, there was always this feeling of like, I'm forgetting something or something's not getting done right now. And I don't have that feeling anymore. I don't have that feeling anymore because I know that I'm showing up for my process and that there will be time for everything. And that, that gives me so much peace. <laughs> Just to know that like, if I'm not doing it right now, there's a reason for that, Mm -hmm. but it will get done because I trust my process. And if I'm showing up for the process and trusting where my energy is at to get me to the next phase in the process, it works. It works. And and another thing is that really helps me is accountability. Having, I have a, a, a co-working club that I show up for um, twice a week and just having that creative flow co-working club and that camaraderie and collaborative spirit of the community of showing up together and saying, hey, here's what we're all working on together today has made such a huge difference to me Mm -hmm. because I'm a very social person by nature. And this, this time of isolation has been really hard on a lot of us very social people. Mm -hmm. And so I've found this way to stay 
connected and stay accountable to, hey, if I didn't work on this passion project any other time this week because life got in the way, no big deal because I know it's on my calendar and I know it's going to happen. And I know that when I show up there, I'm going to get unblocked because I've got all these people around me to help support me and get me unblocked and it's going to start flowing again. And it does every time. Yeah. And that's important. I, I feel like we, we've always felt like we need to do things or go through things on our own. And uh-huh. yes, we do. We have to take radical responsibility for what is being shown to us through our body messenger and coming into our awareness. However, it's okay to go and have that that cup of coffee with a friend and talk about your feelings your emotions and share the weight share the load with other people it's okay to you know even during COVID to jump on a zoom i mean it's not the same as physical contact but it's better than no contact at all right and so i feel like during COVID, we've come into the space where there was a period where people were so isolated from that physical contact where we didn't even know how to navigate the physical contact once again when we came back into it and so the separation this feeling of separation has created a lot of anxiety within people as well but yes. the key here is to not be afraid to reach out to people not be afraid to you know voice how you're feeling allowing that to come out that whatever is bubbling up to the surface, allowing it to come out is creating space for more to come in, flow in, which is that creative space where you then innovate, you know, create inspirations flow through you. And without you having or without you dealing with whatever the stuff that is coming up and the emotions and the frustrations and the procrastination, um, you know, and the comparisonitis, whatever it is that's coming up for you, it's so key that you know that you are not alone and not just in terms of your physical group of people but you have a spirit team you have the divine beings of light the earth mama nature you have all of the support that is assisting you constantly as a creator here and you simply navigating the cycles like you say you know sometimes you don't feel like doing anything Sometimes you feel like doing a lot and then you're in that creative space and you can create a million things. And then often you just want to put a blanket over your head and not come out of there for about 10 days. And it's okay, isn't it? Yeah. And it's all part of the cycle and it's all part of the process. And I want to talk a little bit about what what I call toxic individualism, which I think you really touched on just now. And this is a really common a disease, I guess, in our, what I want to say, you know, assembly line culture, right? We have this mindset that we are all these little sort of, you know, cogs in this machine. And so we have to be really self-sufficient and we have to be able to do everything ourselves. And that's just nonsense. It's just absolute nonsense. We're part of an ecosystem and we're intended to work together as communities. And so there is this mindset that like, I'm a failure somehow if I can't do everything. It's like, well, how would that even function? Like, can you imagine a plant that did everything? No No way. (laughs) That that would never work. It's like, it's just, it's, you can't even wrap your brain around that. Like, what does that even mean? A plant that does everything? Like, no, every plant has its function. 
right? And every one of us has our authentic gifts that we are here to give. And when we focus on doing only what only we can do, and then finding others who have their authentic gifts to give and holding them up and allowing them to give their gifts too, that's when things really start to flow. And you start to kind of discover that magic of how things work together as an ecosystem and as communities. It really makes me sad when I see people, you know, getting down on themselves because they don't have a specific skill that they've been told is what the market is looking for. And so they feel like they are useless. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this, I, I've seen this happen so often to empaths and light workers who feel like their gifts are taken for granted and they're just seen as, you know, expected free emotional labor that you do on top of something useful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's so it's so, it's such a crime. It's such a crime to devalue these gifts because they are incredibly needed and essential and valuable in the world. And if if we are not giving them, then the world doesn't have them. Because every single one of us has our own authentic individual gifts. Yes, they may be similar to other people's, but our own gifts are very unique to us. And, you know, if I, if I wasn't having this conversation with you, this conversation would never be had. We would never get this specific, you know, like all of this has been said, right? I'm not saying anything that's like new and revolutionary and nobody's ever in the history of the world ever thought this ever, okay? That doesn't happen. <laughs> it's, it, the world is, has been around for a really long time, okay? And all of these ideas, you know, there's multiverses out there. Like all of this has been done and said. And yet somehow... Maybe someone out there listening to this right now might go, well, I never heard it said in exactly that way. And now I know what I need to do to take action on it. And that's the magic of we we have these unique voices and we have these unique way of saying things and everybody needs to hear it in a different way. And that's why all these voices are needed. That diversity is needed. Absolutely. I often get people say to me, my goodness, Nat, you're in my head because you've just said exactly what I needed, exactly the message that's come through. And and I, I'm sure you work the same, Audrianne, where you are receiving messages, channeled messages and information, just, you know, like you're writing your book, you're writing your chapters and you receive that message and it feels, you feel the urgency of it come through. Like yeah. it has to be said now. And it's this message is for this time, this space, for those people that resonate with this message. And not everyone will resonate with the message, right? Not everyone's That's at exactly that level. Right. And it's okay. It's okay that we're not all at the same level because we're not doing everything for everybody. We're doing it for ourselves as well. And whatever we do in ourselves, that ripples out to the collective. So it's very important then And I remember always thinking, goodness, okay, um, I'm glad that message landed. And I started through that process. I started believing more in myself, trusting more of what came through me at the time. And then I would tap into social media and I would hear a similar message from other people. And it's because we're all so connected. We all, you know, we're channeling the divine source energy. And... (sighs) 
It's important. And when you hear that message amplified through other light workers and other leaders, you know that that message was really important. It was so necessary for that very moment. And I feel that, and coming back to people's frequency and the levels that they're at, the different levels that they're at, you know, I'd love to for you to share what was the catalyst for change for you? You know, where did you start? Where did your journey begin? Um, oh my gosh. How did you <laughs> move to that level? <laughs> okay, so I, t I warned you that my, my emotions are very close to the surface today. So this is going to be a, a big ball. <laughs> so there I was on a rooftop deck <laughs> of the Qualtrics building in downtown Seattle, um, realizing that my career was over that not just my job was about to end, but an entire career that I had worked really, really hard to create for myself and for my family. And it felt like this massive failure. And I felt like this black ball of shame inside of me because I felt that feeling, like I said, of that you know, I'm just not useful in this world and my gifts are not needed here and nobody wants them. <laughs> and they all want me to be something that I'm not. And they're trying to shove me into this box that I'm just never going to fit into. And, and that was a, a, a tough moment, but the even tougher moments uh, came right after that. When I said to, you know, I kind of raised my hands up and I said, look, whoever's listening, <laughs> just show me the way because I'm lost. I don't know where I'm supposed to go from here. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Please just help me. And immediately things started to fall away from my life. I didn't understand what I had been asking at the time, but I realized it pretty quickly that what I was asking was to block off everything that was not the right path. <laughs> so that the only thing left would be like, oh, that really scary thing? You Wait, no, no, not, you, you want me to actually like go full bore into my authentic gifts? Yeah. <laughs> what? Seemed insane, but at the same time, it's like, well, I asked. So I guess that's what I've got here. And so, you know, I lost that job. I lost my career. I lost my home. I lost my relationship. I lost a lot of things in a very short span of time. And I was reborn as this completely new person who was so much more in touch with my authentic desires and so much less afraid of them and so much less ashamed of the person that I really am and want to be. And I have embraced my values on a much deeper level than I ever thought was really possible and have lived them in ways that I, again, just didn't see as an option at all. Um, and I would be absolutely lying through my teeth if I said that any of this was easy. It was not easy, but there were definitely beautiful moments of ease and joy and flow. And that's what the whole thing is about, is just finding more and more and more of those moments and, and, and respecting those moments as what life really is mm -hmm. and honoring those moments as who we really are. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's my story. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. I went through, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of dead ends on the way there. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, a big part of it was just recognizing that I've always wanted to write. And I thought of that as something that only a certain special group of people get to do. Right. That writing is something that's reserved for like this very talented, you know, small slender section of, of the human race. And I realized like, yeah, but like I've been writing my whole life and like nobody's stopped me so far. So I think I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and and it's really helped me to kind of come into my voice and my authority. And it's also helped me to realize like, wow. I actually have some wisdom <laughs> that other people are putting to good use and getting that feedback back from people was so magical to hear people say like, Hey, this actually changed my life. Uh, this saved my, you know, saved me from an abusive relationship. This it's like, wow, it did great. That's, that's incredible. That's beyond anything that I could have imagined when I sat down to write this. You know, that's, it's, that's the, thing, the magic right? with your gifts. And I, you know, with regards yeah. to your gifts, this is the thing. If you do not share your gifts, whether it's through writing, through speaking, through singing, through baking, through painting, yeah. whatever your gifts are, right? We are all light workers. We are sharing our light in whichever way we express ourselves. But if we don't express ourselves, if we keep playing small, um, and if we keep going, I don't have all the certificates that I need to do mm -hmm. the things that I do. Often the stuff that channel through you and, you know, you can't explain. You don't know why you know it. You just know it. And there's this deep soul wisdom that flows through you. And if you don't share that soul wisdom, if you don't share that knowing and your gifts in the way that only you as a unique individual can share, then like you said, the world will never experience it. You will never experience the joy of that expression. And so oh, I'm and, so glad. And by the way, hmm. when you are not using your creativity, hmm. your creativity will entertain itself, okay? <laughs> it's like a border collie, okay? It needs to be working. You need to give it work to do, meaningful work to do, okay? Not just like, you know, run around the backyard. Like mm -hmm. it needs to have a, a job to do that it feels good about because otherwise it will find problems to solve. It will create dramas to play out. That's what it does. And so if you find yourself, if you're one of those people that's constantly accident prone, if you just find yourself like constantly stumbling into dramas, right? And finding yourself in, in, in problems, there's a good bet that you are not putting your creativity to good use intentionally. Yes. So really find ways to put that creativity to good use. Another thing I'm feeling right now, just like is a message that wants to come through right now, is that we, we need to stop feeling ashamed of ourselves and we need to feel stop feeling guilty and feeling sorry for ourselves. Gaia especially wants you to know she forgives you, okay? She forgives you and she just wants you to come home. That's all she wants. That's all she's ever wanted. She just wants you to, to embrace nature and embrace nature within yourself and stop and stop being embarrassed of it. Stop being embarrassed of your naturalness. <laughs> Thank you for that message. Yeah. And this is yeah. it. 
stop running away from our natural way of being the simplicity of that we overcomplicate our lives way too much and we we (laughs) seem to then look at like you say those dramas begin to play out and it's interesting because i'm i'm going to share the story about my little my not my little my husband this morning and he's um his tantrum that he had this morning and i've been seeing this play out over the last couple of weeks and quite a few things happen like he's dropped the knife he's buttering his toast and the knife drops and he instead of going oh i'll just pick it up and i'll keep buttering my toast he is reactive to it in a way where oh you know stomping his feet losing his shizzle and just completely you know being like a four-year-old toddler so (laughs) i said to him if you want this to stop you need to stop being reactive to these things that's happening for you in this way. Find the flow, find, just go, oh, okay, that happened. All right, you know, whatever the case might be. And it's interesting that you say that it's not, it's playing out, the dramas are playing out because we are not using our creative self. We're not actually expressing that, right? And so for him, I feel it's been like that. He's not been able to express his creative self because he's left his job and he's starting a new job and he has, he's like in the in-between spaces, but he didn't do anything with it. And he's an amazing writer. And I kept on saying to him, write your book, write your book, you know? And he was like, oh, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. But then he just sits and he scrolls through Facebook. That That's no creative outlet happening there at mm-hmm. all, you yeah. know? So you've, you've got to find, you've got to make space for yeah. that stuff to come through you, that creative space and not be reactive to the things that is happening. And because spirit said to me once, they said to me, the more you react to the things that happen in your life, and I've had some really crazy things happen in my life, the more you react to it and just not just be there and witness it as such, and observe be the observer of what is happening the more it will create more drama in your life it's like that border collie you know if you don't give it anything if you don't <laughs> give it toys if you don't give it treats to go seek out whatever it will just continue running in circles and it'll just get more and more crazy um yeah and yeah it's it's not a good way to be so human beings you know to be able to human we have to be creative <laughs> yes it is it is not something special that some people have and some people don't. I really don't like this idea of calling people creatives because that implies that there are people who are not. And I think that's BS. I think we are all creatives. I think we are all creators. That's what we are as humans. It is the most essential functionality of human beings is to innovate and create. And if I could give some, some totally unsolicited advice to, to your husband, who I have never even met, okay? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be really overwhelming and intimidating to think about like writing a book, okay? That's a lot, right? Like I don't wanna write a whole book, okay? Don't, maybe just start writing little, you know, like short things on social media or, uh, you know, just journaling, start just writing. Don't, don't give yourself the pressure that this has to be a book. Maybe it won't be a book. Maybe it'll be just like a different kind of content, right? But if you start creating that content and just like whatever it comes and let that be whatever comes, then you might be amazed at what that leads you to and through. 
you know, none of these books got written where I just was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to create a, a an outline and then I'm going to write through that outline and boom, I wrote a book. It never happens like that. No. <laughs> never. It doesn't. Never. There's the dreaming, right? And the dreaming is this is this messy, beautiful space of emptying out <laughs> a bunch of stuff that is like just for you, right? A lot of the, those first writings, they're not for anybody else. They're just for you. It's just the processing of getting to, oh, here's the kernel of the idea. There it is. And then there's this beautiful process of allowing that to just flower on its own and going down the rabbit hole of curiosity, mm-hmm. of following, like, what am I interested in about this? What could I learn a little bit more around this topic? And just allowing that space to just explore and play in this idea. And then finally, we kind of ease into that space of like, okay, I'm just going to write a chapter, right? Make a total mess of it. It's going to be the worst chapter (laughs) that it could possibly be. I call it the worst draft. Okay. That first draft is the worst draft, (laughs) but you got to get it out. You got to pour it out. Right. And that's the channeling piece of just getting out of your own way and trusting that something beautiful is going to come through you. Okay. If you can get out of your own way and, and, and get that ego part of yourself out of the way and just let it pour out, let it pour out. And then you come back with the glasses on of, okay, who is my audience and what do they actually need? And this is where it's like, you know, the, the dreaming, I say, it's like the, you know, you're planting the seed, then the organizing is you've got this little sprout and you're providing for it and you're protecting it. And then you grow this beautiful orchard in that execution phase. And then in the revising phase, what we're doing is we're going through and we're picking the beautiful golden apples Mm -hmm. for this beautiful apple pie that we're going to bake for our audience right? Because we know our audience, we know what they like, and they like apple pie. So we're looking for those beautiful golden apples. And the rest that don't support those beautiful golden apples can just be mulched. It's not a waste. It's never wasted, right? That's stuff that maybe maybe there's some pears in there, and later you're going to make a pear tart, okay? It can be, you know, a series of emails. It could be a podcast. You don't know what that could become later on. Maybe it's like, Okay, I'll give you an example. This book right here, Release Your Masterpiece. 10 days before I was going to um, publish this book, I realized, wait a second, there's a whole section of this book that doesn't even need to be in here. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't actually help my audience do this one specific thing that I'm trying to help them do in the course of this book. Yeah. And so I took it out and I created a whole other book around it. And that's the next book oh, that's coming wow, out amazing. called Spark Genius. <laughs> And, and it was amazing because it was like, oh, this is actually the kernel, you know, of this whole other, other book. And I really encourage you all to listen to that little voice inside of yourself. That's like, this doesn't quite fit. And that doesn't mean it's bad and it doesn't mean it's wrong. And it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be there. It just maybe doesn't need to be right there right now. Yeah. And so this is the process of revising and that's like, but we can't do that until we have a mess to work with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we need all of that beautiful mess to get us to that point where we can clean this up and make it something beautiful, like a, a, an apple pie 
for our audience. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing that because that's really helpful. And I'll tell him that as well. He has, he started writing bits and pieces, but he doesn't write anything on social media. He just, you know, for him, he mm -hmm. has to be in that space and, you know, and everybody's different, and you know, fine. and <laughs> I, I like, I'm one of those people, like I said, I'm a very social person. I need immediate feedback. I need to know, like, does this resonate with my audience? I need to know right now. I'm, I'm, I'm an actress. And so I need applause, right? Like I need to know, like, did they laugh? Did they applaud? No. Okay. Back to the drawing board, right? <laughs> Other people work much better, like where they just, you know, write for a while and then revise for a while and then, you know, present something to an audience. Um, everybody's different and you know you best. Yeah. One thing that I always repeat is like, if, if anything that I'm saying doesn't work for you, then it's not for you. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you have within you a direct connection to source, direct. Mm. You are source and source is you. And so you don't need me or anybody else to interpret that relationship for you. Yeah. You just need to get quiet enough to hear that little voice of your own intuition and trust it enough to take action on it. Mm, so true absolutely and that's why i always say i'm not here to fix you no coach no healer no anyone can nobody do that nobody can no do one, that you're not no broken mm -mm. you're not broken so there yep. is no fixing that's needed it's simply that's awareness right. and living life and doing this human life the base in the best way that you can possibly do it for yourself not for anybody yeah. else right exactly. and i feel what you said earlier on you know it really relates to the messy part of being a human being you, oh, you yeah. don't have to write a book but you are actually writing a book of your life and each day is like a new page that you're turning over and you get to write that page you get to write your own story and then at the end you end up with an amazing life story or a story that's got lots of deep you know um information experiences and everything that you've gone through but that's your book you get to write it which is so exciting and then we get to live this life here and a lot of people feel so and, and i know that there's there's a lot of struggle and there's depression and there's anxiety i know that because i've worked with these people and they don't see an out you know they don't see themselves as being creators because they are in that deep hole of of despair and it is despair and anxiety mm -hmm. but there is if you can find that moment of beauty in your life which is that golden thread that kind of pulls you out and to help you begin to see what is possible, the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Mm -hmm. That's when you can start unraveling this life, your life story, add the messy bits, add the exciting bits, add the quirky bits, you know, express yourself as your quirky self, express yourself. My, my son is beautiful. He's always had amazing visions. He's an amazing little um, actor as well. He loves drama. He loves expressing himself and the way that he does it is like every time he speaks my heart just expands i'm going who are you and what have you done with my child you know but we have to not apologize for who we are we have to unapologetically stand in our own light as human beings as also connected like you said 
to source to the divine and let all of those parts of of source parts of our humanness be expressed through us in a way that is truly writing that chapter truly writing our book you know i want to share something else i stood here in my bedroom and i was looking out at the um the sunset and spirit said to me this is what life is all about if you look at the sunset you know it's a beautiful picture you can choose if you have a canvas you can choose to make it black and white you can choose to leave it blank you can choose to do whatever scribble on it but you can make it the most beautiful life that you can possibly imagine and choose to add colors choose to add textures and everything that you want to add but if you don't if you don't live your life how can you ever paint a picture how can you ever write that book Mm, so it's so important yeah yeah focus really does determine reality and so there is there is darkness i mean we can't ignore that right there there's no such thing as a sunset without darkness you can't have a sunrise without darkness right there's there's no light without dark but the point is that the more you focus on that darkness the more that's what your life becomes. And the more we focus on trying to fix that darkness, the more we get sucked into spending all our time on this never-ending project of trying to fix what was never broken to begin with. Mm. The darkness is supposed to be there. It's all part of this thing that we call life. And balance is is so key and i think we've gotten so yang overbalanced in our society we've gotten really uncomfortable with the yin with the empty with the dark with the quiet and so one thing i really encourage people to do is to embrace that part of themselves and and welcome those moments of down days when I have a down day and I'm just crying and I can't stop crying and I'm just like, I, I, I just, you know, I, I feel that darkness. I just, I give myself grace and allow myself to just be in that. And I trust that that is creating some kind of fertility in the soil there that's going to, you know, it, the breakdown is always part of the breakthrough. <laughs> it's a breakdown through. And so I've learned to really love and embrace those breakdowns to see them as a harbinger of something magical that is coming through because when we are able to sit with that discomfort when we are able to just like make peace with the dark and just be there and go okay this is what's happening right now um then we (laughs) we can break through to this this ultimate light that is so powerful and so beautiful and so i really want to encourage you you know if you if you've been in darkness for a long time and it's feeling like okay that's that's enough like i've sat with this for long enough know that you always do have the option that is the one thing that you actually do have control over you can always reach out and find that lightness find a moment of laughter 
one one thing that I like to do, like if I'm in the middle of like a down day and I'm just like crying or you know a mess, is I will lie on the floor and just make myself laugh, like force myself to laugh <laughs> as hard as I can for as long as I can. And almost always it shifts me. It just shifts the energy and kind of brings me up and, and, and out of that. Um, but if you're not ready yet and you recognize that, like, there's something in here for me, just stay there. It's not, it's not a problem. It's not broken. You're not a problem to fix. Yeah. No. Everything is useful yeah. and it's totally okay for you to just be be in it and if it bothers the people around you you can just ask for space and be like hey I see that this is like giving you a problem right now and I can't really manage your emotions around it <laughs> so I'm just gonna take some space and deal with this on my own <laughs> yeah I've definitely had to do that in the last couple of weeks I've moved um client appointments I've cancelled things that I had um you know I've had to really create space for me because one of our beautiful um, animals, Ellie, 17 year old cat, she passed away last Monday as well. So we went through the grief of that. Um, yeah. And there was this real process of it bringing up a lot of stuff with it that I hadn't dealt with as well. Yeah. And I just had no space for anybody else. And so I, as even as a coach and a teacher and a mentor, I had to say, right right now this is my space please yeah. honor this please let me be in this space while i'm grieving while i'm allowing myself to um you know connect to the space um you can hear my dogs go absolutely crazy. i can yeah <laughs> um i'm just gonna pause for one second goodness it was full-on howling and carrying on my husband must be out at the moment um anyway so i feel like it's so important and the thing that really helped me was i went and lay flat on the ground and i put my heart right on the ground mm -hmm. and i just breathed breathed in the green color of mother nature mm, yes. just breathed it in and i connected through the heart of mother gaia and it was so beautiful and that just filled my body with light and you've got to find these little practices and things in between and i don't even want to call it a practice it's a way of being it's a way of life right and so ultimately it's sorry my dogs are going mental one sec They're very excited because the pool man has arrived. And Ooh. so <laughs> they're like, yeah, we yeah. all have to find these little moments, right? These little <laughs> moments of joy for, for the dogs. It's when the pool man comes, but you I know, know. But I, I love that. That So one of the exercises that I do for myself all the time, mm -hmm. when I'm just feeling off, like my energy is just like off. 
I just take a moment to, you know, ground, ground into the earth, even if I can just like put my feet flat on the floor and then I breathe in colored light and I just see what color comes in Mm -hmm. and almost always whatever color that is, that's what I am needing right now. And it gives me this important information about myself and where my energy is at right now is that like, this is what I've been, what I've been craving. Right. And that's the energy that I'm pulling into myself right now. And it reminds me that energy is all around me always. And I always have the capacity to pull it into myself. I just have to invite it intentionally and decide this is what I'm going to focus on inviting into myself. Yeah, so beautiful. And my loves, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, live with intention, live with this, this feeling of, you know, life is happening for me, not to me. And bring, breathe in the joy of life breathe and and you were talking about you know in the darkness we've got to be able to access that darkness but the darkness is beautiful look up at the stars look up at the universe the cosmos you know the galaxies there's beauty and the darkness so when you embrace it fully and you can allow yourself to be held in that space or hold space for yourself whilst you're moving through that darkness then you can start seeing the twinkling of the stars and the colors of the galaxies that's coming in the planets you know feel the energies of the planets supporting you your guides and everything so it is about us living in the moment and expanding ourselves out so that we are connected or you know feel that interconnection with everything that we are instead of just knowing that it's just me it's myself by myself i'm alone you know that's not going to help you in any way or form Mm. yeah so audrian thank you so much that brings us to the end of this amazing talk is there anything else that you want to share just you know as we say goodbye to these beautiful people today anything another little golden nugget of wisdom that you want to share let me see what comes to me just trust yourself that's just what keeps coming back just trust yourself you are you are your own guru you are the own the only expert on you and so trust, trust you. I want to really invite people to come to my creative flow co-working club. If that speaks to you, if that kind of accountability to your creative process uh, speaks to you, please reach out to me. I'd love to introduce you to the community and see if it's a good fit. And I just really want to encourage all of you today to just decide you're going to put your creative energy to use in some small way. It doesn't have to be something significant like, you know, I'm going to start writing that book today. Maybe it's just I'm going to I'm going to free write for 5 minutes today. Maybe it's I'm going to um, you know, go for a walk and notice the beauty around me. <laughs> Whatever it is, as long as it's that intentional reconnection to your creative energy that's all it needs to be yeah beautiful so there you go just start somewhere yeah start where you're at Mm, exactly thank you so much for sharing your beautiful story um you know sharing your 
your books if you want to grab any of Audrian's books I'm sure that there's a link that she can share with us Absolutely. <laughs> which I'll pop below this podcast as well and this video and um, you can find her on Facebook and um, what is your website address it is Audrey Mac, A-D-R-I-E-M-A-C.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much, darling. I really enjoyed our chat once again today. It's been very enlightening and a beautiful discussion. And if you have any questions um, that you want to ask, please reach out to myself or Audrian. And we look forward to speaking to you very soon. Have a beautiful day. Bye.